Welcome to the Painting Experience Podcast for August 2014. On the podcast, founder Stuart Cubley explores the potential of the emerging field of process arts and shares inspiration and insights from his ongoing workshops and retreats. If you come to a painting experience workshop, you may hear Stuart talk about following the energy while painting. Today's episode investigates what that means, how to let the energy lead the way in painting and in life. There's a quality that one experiences in process painting that I call energy. And I know that this is a rather generic term and can be construed in many different ways, but I hesitate to call it something too exotic. I could label it something specific. And you see what happens as soon as I do that. It becomes something outside of yourself. It becomes fanciful. The mind creates an imaginative image around, oh, wow. And then, of course, you think it makes you self-conscious about it. And maybe it's only the second level instead of the third level. And there becomes attainment. There becomes a need to uh, accomplish it, to get there. And for me, these are totally distracting. And I think one of the abuses that you see in so many uh, religious systems, that it takes you away from yourself and gives you this goal to achieve and, and therefore pulls you out of your own experience. And the fact is, energy and the way that I'm using it is completely natural to us. It's not something you have to learn or achieve or get. It's there. It's the immediate relationship that we have with our own experience. It is the quality of our own experience in the moment. And it's one that we tend to override through mind activity and therefore not recognize it and often counter it and not follow it and go in a different direction. But the fact is, it's there. It's not something that you have to learn or attain. So it's more a matter of recognition And that recognition has to do with the quality of listening, of being willing to stand in your own experience just as it is. If you're distracted by concepts of attainment and achievement and getting somewhere, then of course you can't fully be in your own experience. You're you're somewhere else. You're split. So I think the, the use of the word energy is helpful because it's really the guide that we listen to when we're doing process painting. It's something that is very natural to us and is something, as I say, it's there. But at the same time, it's something incredibly radical if we were to give it its due. It's incredibly radical because it does not follow the dictates of the thinking process. It's a different stream of the psyche. It comes from a completely different level and it's not about pleasing us. Its, it's purpose uh, is not about pleasing our aesthetic or pleasing our need for meaning or pleasing our need for recognition. It has none of that in mind. It's got a completely different agenda. And it's not an agenda that we can actually know like we know other agendas, like we can say, okay, this is why I'm doing this. It's something more profound than that, and it has to do with our own self-healing, It has to do with our own destiny, and it has to do with our very purpose for being on the earth. 
it has an intelligence to it. It has a direction and it has an intelligence and it's different for each person. And the way that it manifests is through what I'm calling energy, the presence that you feel being there. And it's not just two-dimensional. It's not just, okay, I'm here, so what? Now where's the presence? Where's the energy? It's more subtle than that. It's more varied than that. It has a lot of different faces to it. And it's really what guides us in the painting process. Sometimes people refer to it as not me who's painting, it's the brush that's painting. Or it's the painting that's painting. And I think by saying that, they're recognizing something, that it's not coming from intention of the conscious mind. It's not coming from some direction imposed by what we think we should do and what would look good and what would be meaningful. On the contrary, it's got its own imperative behind it. It's got its own force. And we experience it through the fact that the brush wants to do it. Or the color talks to us. Or the gesture feels right. Sometimes it's a gesture. Sometimes you just can't get enough of a certain gesture. You do it over and over and over and over and it's feeling so good. And it doesn't mean anything necessarily, but it feels good. That's the way the energy manifests. And it, it's not unusual for the mind to step in and say, well, enough of that gesture. I'm getting redundant. I must be stuck because uh, all I can seem to do is the same gesture over and over again. In fact, I've been doing it for the last five paintings. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with my process. I'm stuck. And I'll walk up and I'll say, well, how did that gesture feel? Well, it felt good. I mean, I could just keep doing it, but it's so mindless. It's so rote. So at that point, I'll encourage someone to go back to the gesture because the, the energy is intelligent. The energy doesn't lie. If indeed you were getting stuck and being in a pattern that was a, an escape or rather too safe because you didn't want to face another piece of paper, if that were the case, there'd be no energy the energy field would get quite disturbed. You'd get bored, you'd get tired. The brush would balk. And this happens a lot. The brush just balks. You go there with the best intention and you're going to do what you think you should do and the brush won't do it. And painting is especially interesting to do this with because it's so visual. It's so immediate. It's so colorful. And you're moving. You're not just sitting, you're moving. You're actually back and forth between the painting and the color and so on. There's this relationship, very dynamic, and it speaks to you. It speaks to you. And when you start to veer off and listen to a mind stream, which might have to do with what you like and what you don't like or what you think you're trying to say or uh, what other people might not like about what you're doing, when you go someplace there, you get distracted by that. And you find that the decision you make from that place is not in accord with where the energy is. And so then the energy speaks back. It knocks on the door. It says, hey, hey, wake up. I've turned this way and you just went, kept going straight. So it's asking you to be present and responsive and awake. And so as I say, it's not something that's so foreign to us. It's right there. It's really a question of do you pay attention to it or not? And I think this is really where the, the painting process becomes a valuable tool. The fact is, we don't 
usually pay attention to that. It's there, we're aware of it on some level, but it becomes secondary. At best, becomes secondary. And we listen to what we think we should do. And we listen to these rather arbitrary statements that the mind makes about things based upon more arbitrary statements and experiences. And it builds a scenario that we attempt to follow and get lost. We get separated from our true nature. We get in kind of a distorted place. And so the painting process is always pulling you back. It's like saying, hey, come home. Come on back home. Follow where your heart wants to take you. Stop listening to those other voices. Come home. And when you do, when you say, okay, that gesture felt good, I'm going to keep doing it. And then you're back in the stream once again. And you'll notice that time disappears and conflict disappears. You go into an altered state. You go into a rather deep state of being, non-thinking and being. And the thinking that does take place is often just sort of up there on the surface. It's like you're deep in this well. There's this noise going on up there, but it doesn't distract you. It's not pulling you out. And this could continue for a very long time, and you find yourself moving. And then at a certain point, one stream will come to an end, and you have to back up, and this is often a moment of transition in which you can find another stream. But it's asking you to question. It's asking you, okay, that stream is finished. Where now? What color is calling me now? What, what size brush do I want? Where does it want to go? And this is often a time when it's helpful to be working with a facilitator because those questions, when they come from another person, from outside of yourself, they often awaken something that's different than if you try to do it yourself. Of course, you can do it yourself, but the practice can be helped when someone is asking you, what did you think of doing, by the way? What crossed your mind as you were doing those gestures? Something else might have knocked on the door. Did anything else knock at the door? That can be a helpful question. And I'll often pay attention to what the brush is doing. It may be that towards the end of this painting, maybe for the last 15 minutes, I've watched this person's brush get more sloppy, less careful. And they might even be judging it and thinking, I don't like this painting anymore. I'm just kind of sloppy. It's kind of drippy. It's kind of chaotic. But I'm watching because the energy doesn't lie, which means the brush doesn't lie. What the brush is wanting to do, it needs permission. And so I might say, okay, let's be finished with this. What if you had permission to really use that big brush in a very bold way? that you could just do anything you wanted with it. You didn't have to be careful. You don't have to make anything It looks good. You could just be really bold. And if that's where the energy wants to go, the person's going to recognize it at that moment and say, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. And then you'll watch them, and they'll take a big gob of paint on that huge brush and come over, and they'll start moving with these grand gestures. And it's coming from the gut. You can sense it coming directly from the gut. And if a person has a hard time getting to release into that, to kind of have the freedom to do that, I'll say, let's do it with your eyes closed. Let's move. Get a feeling of moving from the gut with your eyes closed and this big hard brush that you're using. And that'll often just open the door. And then the person's coming from feeling rather than 
what should I do? What would look good? What are other people thinking? It's more like, oh, this feels good. I can, with my eyes closed, I can feel it coming from my gut. So that's a temporary thing. I don't have them keep painting with their eyes closed, but it creates a transition into giving them the permission to really come from feeling. On the contrary, sometimes I'll watch and the person gets stopped and they'll say, look, I'm stuck. You know, I've got all these things in the painting, but I don't know where to go next. And there isn't really a feeling of completion. And I'll say, well, look, try a little brush. What would happen if you just picked up that detail brush? And they'll take that little detail brush and they'll say, just give it a few minutes and see if, uh, how it feels in there. And they'll take a color on that tiny little detail brush and they'll start doing something very fine. And they're gone. If that's what the energy wants, if that's where the energy is at that moment, they're gone. They, again, go into that altered state, that deep place, that connection with the stream and their own psyche. And that little brush finds all these little outlines and little squiggles and a little of this and a little of that. There's no time. Time flies by. There's that level of connection. So, you see, this is natural to us. It's right there. It's something we do have to listen to it. We do have to make kind of the intention of, of listening to the energy rather than to the mind. But then when we find it, it's something that feels inherent. It feels instinctive. It feels like it belongs to us, even though it's different. And the way that it manifests is different in every person. It feels like it really belongs to us. In fact, it's who we are, I would say, more than the definitions that the mind puts on us as who we are. The self-image that we carry around, which is so dependent upon what other people think of us and whether our art is good or whether it's this or it's that or whether I like it or I don't like it, it's totally mind stuff. It's kind of an image of ourselves that's built on very, very shaky soil. When you touch the energy, you feel, oh, I don't need any of that. I don't care what other people think about it. That's very cool when that happens. You really get to a place where I don't care what other people think about it. It comes and goes, of course, but when you touch that, it feels like, yeah, this is more me than that other rather insecure person who needs other people to like what I'm doing. In fact, here's a, here's a personal story uh, about that. Uh, years ago, I remember going to a workshop at a retreat center, and I remember that at the time I was feeling that the staff at the retreat center were, were not being very helpful in terms of the immense work it takes to set up a studio. And I was getting rather annoyed with the, or the quality of the help and the amount of help I was getting. And I realized the workshop was starting that evening and I was, I was going to have to work right up until pretty much the time that we started. I was going to have to skip dinner. And all I had was this crusty old sandwich that was left over from lunch on the drive there. And I was just feeling rather fumy. I was angry. I was definitely annoyed. So we finished the setup, and I had a 15 minutes in my room to gulf down this crusty old sandwich. Here I am, pissed off, and I've got to go back and meet with 30 people who are about to file into the studio and give them some sort of inspiring introduction to the week that we're about to have together. And I started to really get worried, like, uh-oh, this is bad. Until I remembered what it means to trust the energy. And it felt really radical at the time, of course, 
to trust that angry energy. I mean, okay, I can trust this energy or that energy, but certainly not my angry, nasty energy. I can't trust that. But I said, okay, let's, let's try this. I'm going to go with the energy. I'm feeling really nasty. I feel like I could bite people's heads off. That's what I feel. And I went over to the studio with that energy, like I, was, I could bite people's heads off. And I remember how daring it felt. Everyone's sitting in a circle. They're all waiting for me. I sit down. And it turned out to be one of the most delightful times that I had beginning a workshop because I just had this no-holes-barred attitude. And there was a ferociousness, a kind of playful ferociousness that came through me take no hostages. And there was a lot of humor and a lot of laughter and there was a lot of people coming in and and having their own comments. You know, there was a quality of intelligence about it. And I'm not saying that it was my intelligence. I think the intelligence is what happens when you follow the energy. There's a responsiveness. There's an immediacy. There's an honesty and an authenticity when you follow your own energy. And so the whole question is, can you trust that? Is that something that you need to modify? Is that something that you need to control? Is that something you need to organize? You can learn more about the painting experience and find a list of upcoming process painting workshops by visiting our website at www.processarts.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. The theme music for this podcast comes from Stefan Jacob. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join us again soon.